Welcome back to the Taproom Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarball. I'm here with Corey Miller at Hansa Brewery. And uh, we have now moved on to the... Les Champs de Vesna. And it's a barrel-aged, you it's said? A, yeah, it's a beer de garde. So, it's okay. a, so the name's a little misleading because uh, Vesna is a Slovenian mythological person, okay. if you will. It's someone who, like, this woman who lives up in the clouds, in a castle in the clouds, and she determines the fate of the crops for the upcoming okay. year. So it's like a springtime thing. And beer de garde, you know, being a French... Uh, ale so the the two sort of mixed in with the name there but yeah this is the barrel aged version of it so it's been aged for quite a while but it's i mean it's 10.2 percent alcohol oh, nice. it's it's imperial version really because i wanted yeah. to make it a little bit more wine like and actually during fermentation i put um these few different types of wood in it that were soaked in uh bordeaux oh and wow. i put it all in there and it it's very subtle, but it just adds all this complexity to the beer. That Yeah, that's literally what I was about to say is it's a very complex tasting beer. There's a mm-hmm. lot going on in it. Tell the people a little bit about it. I'm, you know, I'm getting some of the notes from the barrel. Uh, what else What else can people taste in this? Um, a little bit of vanilla to it. Maybe a yeah. light, smoky character. A um, little sweetness. Definitely some, some body to it. Mm-hmm. You get the alcohol is pretty, pretty low and smooth. It's not harsh or anything like that, right. but it all mends t- together pretty well. And it's just a lot going on. You can almost get some like honey notes to it and the sweetness. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that okay. That's I'm trying to put words to a lot of this because this is a, one of the first of this style I've had too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm new to to a lot of this and. Trying to learn a little bit. That's what's been fun about doing the show oh, yeah. is it's, it's been a very big learning experience mm-hmm. to find out about beers that I never would have known about before. Because, you know, I was saying when I first started that first craft beer I had, I couldn't tell you what an IBU was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I have, I have no idea what that you get was. You ask and yeah. that's the only way to learn. And so I was like, you know what? I, let's just do a show about it and I'll learn along the way. Mm-hmm. Um what a little bit about the history of the style and and about what inspired you to kind of sit down and make this well it's it's somewhat like a saison in the sense that it's like a you know a farmhouse okay. beer and it's typically brewed you know springtime and you drink it throughout the course of the year when it's ready it's uh it's definitely more like a northern france type thing and i use french stressel spalled in there which is one of my favorite hops it's an odd hop it's uh low in alpha acid so it doesn't add much bitterness okay but it has this very like woodsy almost minty character in it and mm-hmm. i use a lot of that in this beer it's a fun hop to use and different but uh, i've been wanting to do a beer de garde for a long time and it seemed like the right time to do it last spring and i don't know many breweries in the area that are doing one so i thought it'd be another fun thing to do and stand out a little bit yeah that's that's a uh, you know yeah that's what you have to do these days. That's mm-hmm. especially here where you are. I mean, it's such a crowded marketplace. Well, like you and said, everybody's the, friendly. Yeah, but yeah. you know you do have to stand out. Yeah, I mean, with the passport, there's 30 breweries on there. Yeah, so you don't want to be just a number off that. So you want something that's going to stand out and make people want to come here and try all your beer. Oh, absolutely, and 
across the board right now, I mean, everything you guys are, are making is is fantastic. I mean, thank you. This is this is some really good stuff and uh, a wide range too, because you know a lot of breweries might not do a huge range. They might just stick to what they can make mm-hmm. very well yeah. and continue to make it still very well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, was sticking out the uh, the inspiration to actually do the the wide range of styles that you guys do? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't want to only do IPAs, right? Or New England IPAs, right. which is you know a big craze. The thing. <laughs> yeah, we we did one, but it it's not going to become our thing. You know, right. I'm trying to mix it up all the time, and it depends on the season as well. Like you know, just with this beer, even you know, it's kind of a brewed spring for summerish beer, and now that fall and winter are coming i have our out cold gluten-free coffee porter coming Ooh, on tap nice. so that'll be next thursday we're going to release it with the Oktoberfest, actually so that was very successful and it's uh it's nice having a gluten-free option for people yeah i was, I was gonna ask you what's the is there any extra challenges to making a gluten-free beer um yeah there is <laughs> like what and, and go go into that a little bit if you don't mind like yeah that's fine. um how do you what's the difference in 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 the process in making a gluten-free beer versus uh quote-unquote regular beer so the grain's completely different you know barley wheat they have gluten in it so i have to use different grains and they're a little harder to work with and pretty sticky and you want to almost grind them down to a flour so it's it's tough to mash with which you know that I, when I brewed this beer, I think it took me 14 hours to do. It was just a long day, just waiting on this this mash and sparge to go through and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to deviate from that. I want to make sure it's done properly and hit my numbers. And it came out really well, which I'm happy about. But, uh, yeah, that's just one challenge. You have to make sure you aren't using liquid yeast because that's grown with malt extract and okay. it has gluten in it. So you just have to be very picky on what you're doing and clean everything very carefully. So actually today we're sending it out for the lab analysis, but last year we did it. It was under 10 parts per million, which is like the most you could trace really. So yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, as low as can be. And on top of it, I add some Clarity Firm, which is the stuff that can reduce gluten. Oh, okay. So when I was in Colorado last year, a lot of beers would say gluten reduced, sort of mm. the asterisk by yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could tell they were using that. So people that might be somewhat sensitive to gluten could maybe drink that beer because it's reduced from this right. compound, this enzyme. And, um, yeah, so I, I think those two things, using no gluten, cleaning really well, and the Clarity Firm in conjunction, I think it's there's no room for gluten. Yeah. And we're, we'll get the numbers back and everything before we even put it on tap and just make sure everything's good to go. Yeah, and, again, another, another standout. Uh, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head in many places that are doing gluten-free stuff right now. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and this is a complete non sequitur, just an off topic, but a buddy of mine, uh, I, I love to share the craft beer world with him. He's, uh, he, he chose to go sober a few years ago mm. and he, he drinks some, not, he realized uh, years later that he could still drink non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. And, why why don't you see a lot of craft breweries trying to tap into that market? Into non-alcoholic Into beer? non-alcoholic. Is it, is it just a, not a market that is... There's a lot of German breweries that do non-alcoholic versions of things. Just because people, you know, if they're out with their friends and want to 
have something to drink. Maybe they like the taste of it, mm. but don't want, or they're the designated driver or something like yeah. that. They want to drink that. I, uh, I don't know. I've, I've thought about it. I don't know if there's a market or not for it. We That's sell it in the import store, so right. someone's buying it. Right. But, um, yeah, and that's where have, I found is my buddy's telling me most of the best non-alcoholics are coming from Germany, coming yeah. from Europe. And so I don't I, drink much of them. So I, I've never had any much. either. And he's telling me all, it's like it's funny because he's like the he's like the me of the non-alcoholic world. <laughs> yeah. He's like I'm getting notes of maple and like things like this. And I'm that's like awesome. that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. Look cool. I, I but I, I was like I would love for a craft brewery to kind of make something. Yeah, I mean so it that makes he can sense enjoy, because you know, something local or something. Yeah, I love the taste of beer. I hate being drunk though. Oh, I so do it makes too. sense. Or having like you know, that's why I do a lot of sessionable beers mm-hmm. that are complex. So you could have it and not feel buzzed or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So it makes sense having non-alcohol beer, but right. I uh, I haven't tried many, and I I don't know full on the process to make sure it's you know test low enough or whatever. Yeah. So I, I'll have to look into it. it I'd be curious. It's, like I said, it's just something weird that. Uh, I've been thinking about because because of my buddy and um, it was just one of those things. I was like, well, you know, I, I don't know of a single actual craft brewery that that does something like that and something new, something different. I don't know. Um, but going back going back to the beer to guard, what um, what what are some other stuff uh, that you want to get out maybe about this that uh, I don't I don't know how to ask about because I don't know much about the style. I mean, it's. It's a little different for most beer de guards. I also think you can't get a ton of fresh ones here in the States. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to have this version. I wouldn't say it's like 100% to style because I did it with my own little personality and okay. uh, tweaks to the style just to have it be fun to brew and stand out. It's a seasonal thing for us, and we've, we have a decent amount of kegs of the barrel age version that I'm sort of sprinkling in yeah. whenever just to, as a little treat. We had it like a Christmas in July type thing, but I, uh, we ran out of that blueberry goes. So I'm like, Oh, put this back on for a little bit. You know, oh, nice. Let's see how it does. And it's been selling very well and very good feedback on it. It's, it's probably one of my favorites on tap right now. It's just tasting very delicious. It's very good. It's not, uh, my normal go-to mm-hmm. style. Um, but that's another thing that I've been using this show to help try to build is an appreciation for styles that mm-hmm. I might not normally drink, but are very good. Definitely. Uh, and <clears throat> there's like you, we said at the beginning, there's a lot of complexity in this. Yeah. And I really like that in a beer. And that's what's keeping I have to I haven't been sipping on it very heavy because, again, it's that 10.2 percent, something like that. Yeah. Ten point two. Yeah. And so does not taste. Gonna, that strong. It doesn't. And like I got to keep that in mind so that I don't go a little too overboard because there's there's other stuff I do want to try yeah. <laughs> from, from you guys. Um, I have been sipping on the the German pills. Or I'm sorry, the uh, the German IPA mm-hmm. that you guys do. The uh, BS IPA. Yep. Um, what do you think of it? It's really good. It's different than, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm pulling away because I'm trying to drink it. It's different than the IPAs that we're used to in this market. Yeah. And and, and that's a good thing. Um, I'm trying, it's not super, it's hoppy, but without being like in your face. Yeah. And it's smooth and it's got a nice bitterness to it, but without going, again, in your face. Mm-hmm. It's not this 
Do you think if you were not knowing, you know, German hop varieties, would you would you compare it to American IPA or would you can you tell there's a difference? There's a slight difference, but again, I'm an amateur when it comes to this stuff, so what I say could totally be wrong. Um, well, it's your opinion, so uh, I, you know, everyone's got their own the, palate. The, that taste citrusiness buds. in this, mm-hmm. that's I compare that to to like an American IPA. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think I think there's people who come in and have told me I don't like IPAs. I hate IPAs. Mm-hmm. I think I can give them this and they'd like IPAs. I you yeah. know what I mean is it I I think they're con, they're they're convinced that every IPA is that in your face. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do with people that come in if they don't like a style I you know I I try and say you know just try it because yeah. you might because I I think our versions are somewhat different sometimes mm-hmm. and uh yeah this one isn't like abrasive it's it's hoppy and you get all that hop yeah. character and flavor but it's not yeah it's it's a good beer for someone who thinks they don't like ipas to maybe try and we've we've turned people on to this beer yeah this is uh i can sit back and and drink a couple of these and be a okay this, yeah. is, this, this is a really good uh really good ipa and what, what's the do you, you know off the top of your head the abv it's, it, it's, it's uh, seven even. Okay, I was gonna say six to seven somewhere mm-hmm. in there, but it doesn't feel like it. It drinks really easy, mm-hmm. and uh, just a it's a nice, good IPA. I mean, thank you. It's kind of fun just being like German ingredients. You get, I mean, those those hops, they're interesting. You get almost like strawberry and some melon characters. Yeah. It's, Until it's you nice. said strawberry, I didn't taste it, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. I love when I hear something. I'm like, that's what that's that's it because I can't always put it into words. I what so German hops versus American hops. What are, what's the basic? Not basic, but what's the kind of main differences? It, well, definitely, you know, whatever grown in any region, you know, it's going to be specific for that climate and the soil type there. So it's it's going to be automatically a little different where you're growing it mm. but these hops i forget which you know what the crossbreeds were for all of them but uh yeah they're they're bred just to have all that like fruitiness and some tropical notes to them just because you know they're germany is known for the noble german hops which are more floral mm-hmm. and not 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 american basically right. but they made these just to have something similar because ipas are just crazy in the world right now absolutely like everywhere in the world is mimicking the style now which really started here in america so i think that was their their mentality is to do these hops that are gonna make ipas over in europe well yeah i think uh it's it's holding up pretty well according according to my palate (laughs) um was that just the inspiration behind it, just doing an IPA but doing it different than than a lot of people are right now? Yeah. Same thing? Yeah, because this is one of our year-round beers. I knew I needed an IPA. There's always going to be someone coming in, give me your IPA. We, yeah. had, we had to deliver. Yeah. So My dad's like that. If he, he goes into a place, he always tries an IPA first mm-hmm. and then goes to something else. And it's like, there's so many other styles out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. I, I love IPAs, but... I'm going to look at the old beer list first, and, Absolutely. you know, it depends on the season, too, with what I'm feeling. But, uh, yeah, there's some people, they're hopheads, and that's yeah. that's what they want to drink. That's fine. So, hopefully, this is uh, is what 
they want. It's satisfying, but different enough to help us stand out and just, you know, be our own, hold our own as Hansa. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think that stands out a ton and, uh, very good beer. And, uh, anything else you wanted to get out about the, the beer to guard or the, uh, the IPA that I, I might've missed? Um, not that I could think of. All right. I want to make sure. Cause I always, there's always usually something that I'm like listening back and editing and I'm like, I forgot to ask this. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll wake so, up in the middle of the night too. Yeah, and I'll, we'll, I'll we'll be like, like oh, dang it. it. Yeah. Oh, that's one of those things. But thank you uh, all for joining us. Uh, tune in next week for the uh, Hansa brewery grand finale. Have a good one, everybody.